Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for joining us for Episode 2 of RPG Crossing Radio, the podcast where we examine the happenings on RPGCrossing.com as well as RPG gaming as a whole. I'm your host, David Robinson, or Roby, as I go by on the site, and joining me is Embrodak for the second time. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and joining us for the first time is... Uh, Hugga, I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself to you guys. Um, g'day, I'm I'm also known as the strangely unpronounceable um, HBG3AKAK on site. Uh, I, I live over in Sydney. Uh, I've been playing games for rolling playing games for at least ten years. I've uh, been involved with about sixty games on site, um, <laughs> running them and playing them. I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get started with the show. It's uh... I think it's going to be a nice short one, but we've got some stuff we need to talk about. First, uh, since we are a new podcast, I thought we would uh, it would be interesting if we set aside some time to get to know us as hosts uh, by asking maybe a thought-provoking question. Uh, this week's question is, uh, what is uh, your most uh, memorable character death? I know you guys, we've all been playing um, RPG games for quite some time, so... Somebody's had to die at least once, I would imagine. Why don't you start off in Brodak? You know, I don't have many characters that die. Um, I do recall one time I was... Uh, I'm, I'm uh, turning 38 this year. I was probably 16. So that was uh, quite a long time ago. Uh, but I remember my friend and I were playing solo. We, uh, growing up, I had a group of friends, but, you know, the one, my one friend, uh, uh, we played solo all the time, and, uh, I think I was a, a yellow elf. Uh, I don't know what a yellow elf is now. It's been 20 plus years, but, uh, he, he would come up with strange combinations of things, and then I was, I, I think I was like a rogue fighter or something. And, uh, I remember I was in some pit trap. There was a blazing fire below, and, and I was precariously hanging on. My my guy had his hands on on the ledge, and it was and, you know, and there was like a goblin or something trying, you know, you know, had a mace or something or a club and was smashing. And my guy was moving hands to hands, and I'm like, you know what? We play solo. Uh, what's the likelihood of him actually killing my character off? So I just let go and fell in the fire, and he actually killed me. So uh, I was, it was I, like one of the first because usually something, you know, yeah. Uh, Events will happen, and it you know something will save me. You know, Tolkien-esque, uh, an eagle will come out of the sky and pick me up or something. But uh, that was like one of my first character deaths, uh, you know, at the time. And that I me, mean, I've been playing D and D for about six to eight years at that point. So that that, that sticks out if, uh, if you were to ask me a memorable character death. Learn the dangers of metagaming at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Haga? Yeah, it's a hard question. I said I've been in quite a few games, but either I've been very careful with my characters, or I just don't have very memorable deaths. This was um, a bit of a cheat, the answer, but it was a game that was run by C2JRH called Blood Song, and the character actually started off dead. He was a um, a morgue, uh, undead creature that has some sort of snaky thing tongue coming out of him, and. The whole game, the, the year or so that we ran it for, um, he just struggled to keep this secret from everyone else in the group. So 
the death was quite memorable because it was the whole basis of the character. Um, lots of NPCs would like find out or have suggestions partway through, and he would have to struggle to change topics or hide it from everyone else in the group. So that that would be my choice, I think. The uh, the uh, he died in such a memorable way that a lot of the NPCs uh, knew who he was, but he didn't want the party to know. What oh, happened. he. He actually died a hundred years before the story, and he was raised by some sort of necromancer, and just had to hide himself away so people wouldn't actually see his undead form. And so he just played the whole game as if he was a normal halfling, but he was actually undead the whole time. Actually, kind of so. cool. Yeah. Well, my most memorable uh, character death was in a game I've actually played with Imbrodak um, on the site. Uh, Securus's uh, Drow PvP game. I'm not even gonna bother I... to pronounce it. It's all in, <laughs> it's all in Drow. So, but when um, I dropped the ceiling on you, or what was it when I dropped the ceiling? No, on you? I I had a character that was um, it's kind of a homebrewed race. It was half uh, Tifling, half Drow. Oh yeah, and uh, she was a ninja. Uh, nunchuck user, so she was specced in bludgeoning, and she had a bunch of really cool nunchucks. And um, she was eaten by, I think it was a leviathan, um, swallowed whole. And uh, I didn't have anything; she didn't have anything on her to cut herself out. So, it's actually funny because Sakura sends me a PM. He's like, "Dude, I can't get you out. Do you, do you have like a dagger or something on you? Cut yourself out, because I'll, I'll let you cut yourself out." I was like, "I don't have anything." And so the the rest of the party struggled um, to get me out, and I slowly suffocated to death. Wow. Oh, yeah, you were on the other team. Yeah, I was on the other team. Did you guys send that monster after us, by the way? No, there was, a, there was a point where my guy had a, a ring of, of uh, <laughs> elemental control. Not elemental control. Uh, he could, I could, uh, like, soften earth. And since we're underground, I just softened earth above everybody. And then at some point, I, I, I hit a, I don't, I think it was, you might have been after you died. And then I, I, I released the trap on him. I think I killed one of our characters, one of our, my party members, but they, I told them to get back. But no, yeah, you must have died before. Cause we, we eventually made it. The point was, it was, uh, uh the, the game was set, uh, in the Underdark, we were various evil characters, and we were two rival groups from uh, Ched the Sed, however you pronounce that. Uh, and it was after the, a, a fall, and, um, um, and one group, uh, they were uh, – it was my group. We were worshippers of the god Shar, uh, goddess of shadows or, or something like that. And I believe your group was a, a typical spider-kisser group, and, uh, and we were battling to get to – I can't pronounce the name, but it was a it was a beholder undercity um, to to establish some trade trade routes. And we, I, I, I recall uh, we did have one major battle, um, but I think it was after you, your character uh, was eaten by the Leviathan. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So yeah, I just um, from now on, I always pack a dagger just in case. Yeah, you got to have your, your your golf bag. Of- it's a hard hard way to learn that lesson, but. We're going to go on to site news now. Um, we don't have a lot this this uh, this show. Just an announcement from the RPG Crossing Literary v- Review. That's the uh, book club that we host on the website. Um, this is for February's uh, pick for the club read. It is the Wielding Word by A.C. 
Gogolski. I butchered all that, but I think um, Gogolski is correct. Gogolski. Yeah. I'm, okay. Well, I'm proud of myself. I got that one down. I think. Um, yeah, but, we're probably both wrong, but it sounded correct. <laughs> uh, if it's wrong, maybe we'll hear about it. But this month is uh, this month's pick is kind of special in the fact that it is a book written by community member Mountainbound. Um, yeah. I've worked on some not gaming with Mountainbound, but some other projects on the site with uh, him. Very cool person. Um, so if anybody wants to uh, join us in this read this month. Uh, it's uh, the Kindle edition is ninety nine cents. Yes, so that's what I'm that's getting. Cool. So. I just downloaded it last night. Uh, I converted it to an EPUB and it's, it's on my iPad as we speak. Excellent, excellent. I actually had it sitting on my shelf for a little bit. I I got the um, hard edition a little while ago. Oh, cool! You're gonna uh, join in with us this yes, time. Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. That's great. Well, that's all in the news uh, site news. This week we have a few um, topics from uh, the gaming community, the uh, gaming scene as a whole, in our segment we like to call RPG Pulse. Uh, first off, uh, this is a quick follow-up on the story we reported on last show about RPG Online. Hey guys, this is Roby speaking from post-production. It won't become clear for a few minutes, but we are talking about the Pathfinder Online Kickstarter. I misspoke and didn't want to confuse anybody, so uh, go ahead and carry on. It reached and exceeded its pledge goal by $91,000. Sounds like that, yeah. For a total of $1,091,194. So uh, congrats to the the guys there for completing their project. Um, There was a bunch of great stuff that you were getting as uh, pledge rewards, so if you guys were able to... uh, pitch into that i'm sure you guys got some good stuff um personally i'm going to be watching the game um as it progresses as it looks very interesting i think it is due out in uh 20 because of this new uh kickstarter i think it was coming out and it's going to come out in 2014 maybe 15 but it's still a year away so with us last week, uh, Hugger, do you want to give a uh, brief synopsis on your thoughts on this? <laughs> on the whole, sorry. On the, um, are you a gamer? Do you are you looking forward to this? Uh, it's a Pathfinder Online yeah. MMO. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you asked me about Pathfinder. No, I, I don't do Pathfinder. Um, when they changed over to 4E, I, I went there fully. So, I'm sure it'll be great for the guys who enjoy it, but but it's not my my thing. I don't feel so bad now. I've never played Pathfinder either, not by choice. I like to look into it. Tim found a good yeah. game, but um, I'm more 4A myself. I found it a lot easier to manage games and whatnot. Yeah, than 4A. yeah. As uh, DM over a player, usually, um, yeah, 4A just made it so much easier for me. So, what are your thoughts on MMOs, though? I have MMO not played. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played a proper MMORPG thing. Um, I just don't have the time for them. Um, I'll play some games and I'll get into them and then I realize that I've just wasted too much of my time. And being a father, it's hard to do. So um, I've never... Yeah, uh, (laughs) that's over a long time and most of it was when I didn't have kids. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't had the opportunity or the the time to get into any of the 
big online games like that. And they do take up a lot of time. I, I play some here and there, and I end up not sleeping a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they'd stop me getting 50,000 posts. Oh, so. Yeah, really I'm nowhere near that. Yeah, so maybe that's where uh, I watch it now. Um, well, and that's why we lost uh, Znar. Uh, I can't even pronounce it. N-Z-A-R a couple years ago. He went to D&D Online, uh, the other D&D Online games, the... Uh, Moving on, we're going to talk about another uh, Kickstarter project. Um, I think it's interesting how a lot of uh, uh, RPG gaming-related stuff uh, comes up on Kickstarter, and that's how they they use it as a jumping pad to produce a lot of stuff. But this particular thing we're talking about is a uh, Margaret Weiss production. Yeah, Margaret Weiss from uh, Dragonlance fame. Um, Yeah, I read those books. I've read some of them. My brother loves them to death, and he's always bothering me to read them so he can talk about them. And I just, I'm so much to do, so many books. I'm gonna revisit them, I think, sometime in the future. Oh, I, they came out like in the '80s. I know, I'm Old. way behind. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this particular Kickstarter is for a book um, called uh, the Cortex Plus System. It's for the Cortex Plus system called uh, Cortex Plus Hacker's Guide. Are you guys familiar with the uh, cult, uh, Cortex Plus role-playing system? I, I've heard of it. I've listened to it about it in other podcasts. I think it's the one I used for the Marvel superhero role-playing game. Yes. Um, I got that over Christmas. I have not read that fully yet, so I'm, I'm starting to get used to it, but I, I still have a long way to go. It's the system used in the Marvel heroic role playing. Yes, and, um, yes. It actually started for um, out as the Serenity RPG uh, for the Firefly universe. Yep. And um, if I'm not mistaken, was that when it was just Cortex normal, or was it Cortex Plus for that as well? Um, I th- and you know what I think you're right. Cortex Plus is the like the the next iteration of that. But yep. Originally, that's where Cortex started out, and yep. they yep. do. They do a couple of IPs like Smallville and Leverage. I, I know Smallville's a TV show. I think Leverage is as well. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, Leverage is a, a spy TV show, uh, and Smallville. If, if, well, I would say you know maybe Hugga doesn't know it, but I assume he does. I do. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, but you know Superman. I, I think do they just they have a basic you know core way of of, of of establishing the characters and then you, you what is they call are they calling them hacks so then you do one that's you know smallville and then you do one that's you know um, future well, one that's in the past cyberpunk is that what they do they just have they just have the core rules and then they put stuff on top to then go into how you know if you want to do a, a vampire world or a, mm-hmm. is that how it goes well i think with the the um Smallville and the Leverage, it's kind of uh, different takes on it. Like, one's more focused on drama and that, and one's more of an action focus, but they're all based around the same Cortex rule set. And this particular book that they're putting up for the Kickstarter for is uh, a uh, collection of essays that add uh, new settings or rule rule options to the... uh, existing Cortex Plus uh, rules. Um, they're all actually uh, stuff created by the games community that they, uh, a couple years ago, uh, put out a call for some of their more uh, prevalent community members to write uh, 
new content for the Cortex Plus system, uh, and uh, then they got caught up doing the Marvel Universe uh, heroic role-playing uh, book, and they kind of had to put, shelve this until they got finished with that, and then they're bringing it back out, and it's just uh, community-generated content. It adds new settings. I think they had mentioned some kind of uh, dramatic vampire setting that they were going to put in, and cyberpunk and whatnot. Yeah, I, I looked it over. It, it looked interesting. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a fan of Margaret Weiss, uh, so I I, I I tried. I have so I mean, Hug has you know two kids, <laughs> doesn't have time anymore. I, I got my my own two kids. I had a soccer game this morning, um, <laughs> you know. Um, I just I, I, I try to. I mean, I I, yes, I, I when, when you guys went to four E, I went Pathfinder, but. I mean, I just I stick to the core rules. I, I was thinking of uh, of looking into the Marvel Superworld, um, but you know maybe that this would be you know interesting to look at though. It, it it does it does look interesting. I just don't know if I have the time for it at, at my age. I, I know the feeling. Um, I've actually been considering doing a uh, superhero game on the website. Um, There's been a lot of that lately. I've been seeing a lot of. Um, but I was actually toying around with. Uh, Using the Marvel one, I, I'd have to get it and look at it first. But um, I'm a real fan of D20 Modern, so we'd probably end up running that anyways. But uh, the I, I played a couple uh, superhero games. Uh, oh, it's the Green Ronin, um, Mutants and Mega uh, Masterminds. Mutants and Masterminds. Yeah, I, I played a couple couple of that, um, and I think they have a new third edition. I haven't. I only have the second edition book, so. But it, those are those are fun. I've played a couple of superhero games in the past as well. It didn't really pan out, but <laughs> I'd like to get one going. But back on topic, we got a little sidetracked. Um, <laughs> as far as this Kickstarter we're talking about is going, they currently have um, exceeded their initial goal of $15,000. But if you're a fan of the Cortex system and wanted to gild the lily a little bit, their uh, stretch goal rewards uh, will be adding a lot more content to the final product. And they, have, so. they have like 20 days. So. Yeah. Plenty of time. <laughs> it's a good amount of time, yeah. Plenty of time. And they, um, again, they have some really good rewards. There's one level where you get uh, PDFs of all the uh, current Cortex Plus books. That's Leverage, Smallville, the Marvel, uh, Heroic Role Playing. And as well as the uh, Cortex book that the uh, Kickstarter is producing. So, good deals, I think. Uh, Kickstarter seems to be the place to get really good deals on uh, RPG stuff of late. <laughs> it's really interesting. But, uh, yeah. guys, have anything else you want to mention on this particular topic? Nope. I, I, I could uh, t give us another tangent if you want, but... <laughs> Tangents are great. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, we have our uh, next topic. We're going to call this big topic, even though this week I don't. It's not a huge deal. Nothing. Uh, no moral choices on this one. But on February 9th, Wizards of the Coast is re-releasing uh, first edition on Earth Arcana. Um, this is a continuation of a trend they started the second half of 2012 when they released reprints of the other. First edition books, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Manual, and the uh, Monstrous Manual. Um, 
and they're also re-releasing second edition rule books as well. And uh, what I want to talk about is, do you think that this is a this is a good thing or a uh, nefarious scheme to rob people of their coins? <laughs> well, clearly, it has to be financially choices in there, doesn't it? They're not going to do it for a loss, but I think I think with all elect, um, electronic books and stuff like that, I, I'm very curious to see how much everything's going to be selling for because I think that wizards haven't quite worked out that they need to sell PDFs for cheaper than they sell books for. Their last idea of selling books for the same price um, when it was coming out with novels was just a little on the crazy side. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I think it's a non-event. I mean, they're, they're already pushing forward with 5e and, you know, they yeah. have 4e. I mean, yes, there are the core gamers that haven't left 1e, but they have their books. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and most people like the original cover. Um, I remember I, I used to get made fun of, uh, if any of you played 1e, uh, the original book uh, it was the demon and the thief taking the – it was a statue of a demon and the thief was taking the, the gem out of its eye and then the the – the revised, not the revised edition, but like a second or a later printing was like a wizard. It was a blue cover and it was a wizard in the background. My brother used to make fun of me. He goes, oh, you don't have the original print. You know? So the, the, the core people that are playing 1E, 1E uh, <laughs> could care less. I mean, 2E, I mean, I have every single 2E book because that's when I was in the, I was, I was a uh, wizard's core demographic back then and I bought every single you know, every every dollar I had a disposable income, I bought every single book. I bought every single kit book. Um, the thief kit. You know, all the. I don't know if if, if you guys play Tui, but uh, you know, I have every single book of that of theirs. I have no interest in going back and buying more books. Actually, uh, I, I do like the PDFs now, um, and I think Piazzo has a little bit of an edge on that. At least from what I've seen. I mean, I I I, I have a subscription to their novels uh, now. I I. I Love their novels. I like the TSR, well, wizard novels. But I'm almost I'm liking the subscription more because I get the physical hard book for my bookshelf, and then I get the the PDF for free. So I don't know. Maybe if they were, didn't they have long ago the 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 old old prints in, in PDF form for free off Wizard site at some point? I thought I remember seeing being able to download at least some of the modules. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, yeah. It sounds familiar, but I, I wouldn't yeah. like bet money on it. It's a non-event. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they got four E. They're you know they're play testing five E. I don't I don't know if because the whole thing of five E is supposed to be getting all the additions together. I I, I just it doesn't. You know. <laughs> I, so I just uh, you better, what, better what would you what would you tongue. say? <laughs> and what would you say was your the condition of your books, your two E books? Um. The core books, like my player's handbook is and DM's guide, are pretty beat. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the non-core books, are, they're they're good condition. Yeah, I've heard some people say that they like the reprints just so they can get a working copy again, so it's not falling apart. But I'm not sure that that's going to be the majority of players out there. And nothing can beat my first edition. Um, book, which uh, if you ever remember the, uh, the Paladin page, there's a Paladin in Hell, and, and I, you know, as a 10-year-old, colored in with yellow highlighter. Nothing can you know, <laughs> beat the nostalgia of my first edition books. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, personally, I think it's it's not a huge deal. Um, 
but it's it's great to have an option for someone like me who got into uh, role-playing games a little later on in life. Uh, I can go back and pick those up if I choose. Um, but um, to key off of this particular question, would uh, new modules, uh, content for these editions being released by Wizards be something that would interest uh, someone like you and Brodak who has all the core books? No. To me, I don't even care the addition of the modules. I mean, I could grab a 4E module and run it in Pathfinder, run it in, in three, in, yep. you know, 3.5. I just take the core idea. It's, it's not the mechanics. It's the core idea. Uh, and I, honestly, when I, when I tabletop, I don't even use rules. I mean, I, I know everybody loves the 4E because they make it so easy. I just go off the cuff and... You know, maybe metagame to make sure I don't kill my players. <laughs> but, and, and all the characters, down. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, to me, I just—I mean, it may be interesting. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I do. My favorite module was White Blue Mountains, one of the old uh, first edition modules. But does it need to be reprinted? No. They're reprinting a collection of the older um, modules I seen the other day. Uh, Toma Horrors is in there and then a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh. I, mean, I, I recall um, what's the there was one module series um, what was a video game based uh, Return to the Temple of Elemental Evil I, I, they did revise that for 3.5 edition and that was interesting. Um, because it did have, I mean, there were significant upgrades in mechanics, and you know, made it a little easier. Especially that module is so uh, large and, and, and encompassing. But I don't know. I, I I'm getting old now. I just I just go off the cuff. Getting old and fickle. You remember when yeah. you had to role play in the snow uphill? Yep, <laughs> both ways. <laughs> how about you, Haga? Would you be interested in new uh, first edition content, second edition content? I've- Never played the first edition. I, I came in on second edition. But when they changed to third, I was happy to leave second edition behind, just as I left third behind when I got to fourth. So I don't have any intention of going back and playing the old stuff, not for nostalgia, not for constant interest sake. Um, we also, like online, we have options to play multiple games, multiple editions, things like that. But my real life group meets once a month. And so we'll, we'll often only get 10 games in a year. We're not going to play multiple different editions. We just play the one thing because that's all we have time for. So I don't see old edition, old modules um, being that useful. Um, I have plenty of modules I can look through to get ideas and stuff. So no, no, not not for me. Mm. I'm not, not I'm not their target demographic. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not sure any of us are. Honestly, <laughs> I was thinking maybe going back and uh, getting some first edition just cause, but realistically. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Got a lot of other stuff on my plate, but uh, um, that's the show for today, guys. Um, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Like I said, this is going to be a short one. Not a lot going on in the uh, RPG stratosphere uh, this month. So, uh, if you'd like to join us again cool. two weeks from now, uh, we would appreciate it. Do you guys have anything you want to say? Uh, uh nope. Finish the podcast off. Good. Um, there's always the whole um, we're talking before about the superhero games um, Margaret Weiss, Cortex Plus I've actually managed to convince 
um, so much weasel to get a game running. So yes, I saw that. <laughs> I thought you were going to run it, and then oh, and- no. I, I, I was fishing for someone else to be interested to run it because I don't know the system yet. Yeah, I saw and- the the request come in. Uh, yeah, those of you out there, I, uh, me and Henry Lockwood hand, handle most of the uh, moderation of with the new game creation, and um, uh, there's a lot of it. Too. We we usually wait till about there's a second page of posts before we approve it um, when they're still advertising, so they can get the game spread. By the time I saw it, um, you know, he reposted sometime in the afternoon. I saw it in the morning. It had like 17, 18 posts, so I, I've already approved it. He's got the game thread, so <laughs> exciting. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's go check that out, actually. You can't. So the website's down. Uh, oh, wow. Apparently, uh, there's some gremlins in the works there. Or maybe Birch is moving us over. That'd be maybe. Good. I was supposed to happen this <laughs> month. I'd like to be able to talk about that next episode. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us, guys. I hope you'll join us next uh, next time. All right. And uh, good game. See you then. Everyone.